right, Taylor Bagley, welcome to Business Casual. We are not live at the moment, uh, but we are running three delicious segments for our listeners. Taylor Bagley, welcome. How are you doing today? Doing great. Good morning. Uh, I think this is our first show, just you and I together. It is. I think so, yeah. Or actually, we might have done one uh, at the office, uh, maybe mm. back in February, mm-hmm. um, which was a lot of fun, and I think that's what uh, segued the, the section. Yeah. Correct, impetus into securing the bag with Taylor Bagley. So, hey, you know, look at where the domino pieces have fallen. We are, we've come a long right, way. Right back where we started. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> but uh, we we miss Tyler Kern around here. He's got some other content he needs to produce this morning. So instead, Taylor and I are going to be running the show ourselves, which should still make for some great content. So, Taylor, are you ready to jump in? Absolutely. Let's do it. Our first story for the morning is actually very applicable to uh, us as creators and also to market scale as a company. So, uh, you know, we'll get maybe into some of the specifics of what market scale offers beyond just our, our publication and our editorial content, uh, mm-hmm. because it ties into some of the info we're breaking down here. So let's get into it, Taylor. I'll ask for your thoughts and then we'll connect some dots. Awesome. Ooh, I like that rhyme. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Google podcasts is introducing a new service that's going to make their podcast data more robust for creators. Mm-hmm. Uh, even that might be a bit of an understatement. There's going to just be podcast data now. Google had been incredibly lackluster in delivering any insights on on how your podcasts are performing on its platform. That is now changing. They are launching a service, and I couldn't confirm. I couldn't find an article online that confirmed this in any way, but I believe it's already out. If you're a podcaster on Google Podcasts, you, I believe, already have access to Google Podcasts Manager. Don't hold me to that, but I think that's it. Uh, that's mm. the name of the platform, Google Podcast Manager. Um, and it's basically going to add some of the following metrics to a dashboard-like uh, website for podcast producers where you can check in now on your RSS feed and get detailed data such as total number of listeners, play count, plays in the first 30 days, listening duration, audience retention, so where people are listening, where they stop listening, which is very interesting data, as well as device breakdowns. Um, Missing from this data is demographics data, so uh, gender, age, that kind of stuff uh, is not Mm. being cataloged, and Google said they don't have any plans to do that at the moment, which probably means maybe down the road. Apple also doesn't provide this information. Spotify does provide that information. So just for a little comparison Mm -hmm. there. Um, Podcasters didn't actually start getting metrics from these big uh, podcatcher platforms until around 2017. That's when Apple launched theirs. And Spotify's data dashboard didn't even go out of beta testing until uh, 2019. So... These insights are still kind of fresh to the industry, at least on the behalf of the major platforms that take in the data and benefit from the content creation. So, uh, Taylor, what are your initial thoughts on this new dashboard? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting because we're talking about Google here. You know, this isn't kind of this one-off platform, you know, right, or this right. one-off tech company. You know, um, and, and and this is a, a company that I think has, you know, uh, struggled a little bit with some of the data transparency that it does give to creators on some of its other platforms. Things like YouTube has always had. Um, a little bit of a lackluster and kind of limited amount of data and analytics that go on the back end for their creators as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it makes me uh, wonder, you know, what what their plans are in terms of, um, you know, like we said, adding either some of that that more granular data about demographics and also why there isn't kind of a uh, a larger focus at unifying um, analytics as a whole. I mean is uh and and to, i guess to clear this up for me and is this uh just for podcast creators or is is this going to be able to you know track um you know analytics for multiple types of of media you know maybe that's you know music or or for other creators as well that might be uh, releasing that on apple and spotify do you know uh so i i'm not entirely sure but i uh-huh. believe that this is specifically available for uh, people that log their RSS feed manually into mm-hmm. Google's platform. So you still have to go in, you have to submit your mm-hmm. RSS feed onto the Google Play, Google Podcasts backend, and mm-hmm. then through that, you can now access this dashboard. So it's not gotcha. like it's not like people that get aggregated onto Google in other ways uh, would have access to this. You have to be basically keeping track of your own content through a login and through um, the RSS feed uploading manually to Google. Gotcha. Because even with Spotify and other platforms, I mean, they provide analytics that I feel like are already more granular than the large ones like from Google. Um, so it kind of makes me wonder why why they do hold back some of that information, why uh, they aren't as robust as some of their smaller third-party competitors that most people are already integrating into um, you know, their analytics solutions. So um, I, I, I'm not sure if that ties back maybe to ad revenue or to how they, they model some of their, uh, their different analytics and, and kind of uh, build out different scales at, uh, you know, who you're reaching and where you're reaching, things like that. So um, I, I think it's interesting, though, um, you know, Google obviously has a, um, a, a large reach and, you know, a lot of things. So anytime they can uh, integrate and, and kind of make things a little more seamless for us. I think it, it always makes life easier. But um, yeah, you never really know with uh, what you're getting and why you're getting it when you deal with them sometimes. Right. Yeah, and that's uh, that's definitely one of the things that I wanted to highlight is that uh, the larger these platforms get, to a degree, the less responsive they are to the concerns of the audience, um, in my opinion, you start to develop such a large market share and uh, such a buffer that obviously you have to keep you know releasing products and services that consumers are going to buy. But for Google, they don't really have to do that. They just have to continue to keep Google search uh, up and functioning and quick because they make most of their money off of the advertising revenue that um, basically other third-party companies pay them for for our Mm -hmm. eyes and our attention. So Mm -hmm. that business model means that 
they can release or take away or drop or undrop services kind of as they please. Mm -hmm. And as long as their core business continues, they're not going to see a decline in, uh, in profit and in cash flow because Google basically is the internet. They are the master switch now for our access to the internet. Um, you know, Bing doesn't really even come close. And then mm-hmm. any of the other browsers, you know, Yahoo, mm-hmm. uh, you know, also tiny market share. So there's already some really entrenched dominance here that they can play off of to launch things a little late or launch things when they feel like it's right to launch because their business model isn't contingent on them actually having the service. It's mm-hmm. just kind of to uh, to further um, embed themselves and honestly, I think, follow in the footsteps of what some other companies do in the space. Um, right. I don't really see Google leading in any way here. Um, also, you know, I think it's interesting that we're talking about the data coming from these platforms um, because usually podcast hosting platforms that a producer might pay for, so mm-hmm. Spreaker, Blueberry, Podbean, um, uh, Podient, Backtracks, any of those mm-hmm. usually give you some data and analytics as well. The dashboards mm-hmm. vary. But most of the info that, or at least the basic info that you can get from Google, you can usually get from those hosting platforms as well to get a sense for who's listening and where and mm-hmm. um, how often and all your plays. Um, what I think is very interesting about Google's platform is their data that gives you audience retention and listening mm. duration. So knowing where people drop off on the podcast is usually information that you can't get from your Spotify's or your Apple's uh, based on how downloads work with podcasts. So when your podcast gets downloaded, uh, it means it gets literally downloaded onto someone's phone and it is no longer tracked on the cloud. So right. it's hard to know when people jump in, when mm-hmm. they jump off. Um, so I'm interested to know how Google is doing that. If they're only pulling that data from people that listen on PCs, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'd want more information on how they're actually aggregating that data because it seems to be some of the most interesting data that you can use to build uh, the structure of your show, quite literally the length, where to place advertisements, all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's- oh no. Yeah. Go. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, yeah, that's an interesting point. I wonder if that does have something to do with them being able to um, run and monitor some of the, the files that, you know, you actually have downloaded onto uh, yeah. uh, to your devices, too. So, um, you know, read those terms of services there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if only they were in a language I could understand. Yeah. Le- legalese is undecipherable, no, no matter how much schooling you have. It's a second language, just to some. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so there's also a double edged sword that I think is worth highlighting here. Um, Google's auto indexing of podcasts on Google Search has been one of the more exciting developments of their platform and something that most podcasters would agree is great exposure. Uh, you go to Google, you search your podcast, and boom, it pops up there embedded in Google Search. Uh, I think it immediately validates the content a little more. Google has 
definitely a hold, I think, on public perception. It's really not associated as deeply with evil tech as kind of some of the other big platforms are, or like a mishandler of data. Uh, so seeing that data aggregated in a way that benefits the end user mm-hmm. is not qu- questioned as much. And I mean, this is anecdotal. Don't take this or take this with a grain of salt. But um, but, you know, it, it that's just how it feels based on articles I've read, people I've interviewed and right. um, and just general attitudes towards Google as a platform. Right. So that is, a, I think, a very useful service. However, uh, you know, I think it also poses the question of, um, you know, Google now siphoning and potentially sharing more data from mm-hmm. podcasters. Uh, since they're able to index it completely, you know, how much data are they already pulling off your podcast and using for indexing? And who does that then go to? Are there any third party, uh, you know, um uh, I guess advertisers that want to mm-hmm. use that data because they're now collecting it and uh, putting it on this dashboard. Does that open up new data points that advertisers can um, basically build off of? You know, is there anything we should be concerned there? I I just think it's always important to rehighlight just how much data Google has on us as users and creators. Um, and to your point, you know, with YouTube, they've got so much data. Um, mm-hmm. Also, want to highlight how this compares to the other two platforms' dashboards, Apple and Spotify. Apple has an interesting data privacy approach. Uh, just across their devices that kind of reflects their uh, closed source technology as well. Uh, You know, you can't really bust out the battery of your iPhone. You can't get into the iPhone. And I think the same Mm -hmm. kind of attitude makes its way into the data handling, which I think is actually uh, kind of a net benefit on the long-term use of our data. Um, Mm. but in the short term can make Apple's data-related products and services feel lackluster. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what we see with uh, their dashboard, is that their dashboard is pretty weak, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. doesn't provide a lot of good insights. Uh, You have to get a certain amount of listens and views on the podcast before it even starts resonating uh, with any audience, obviously, but before it even starts reflecting data in the first place. So you can have a bunch of podcast episodes, and if they don't get enough plays, you're not going to get any data on that podcast. So that's always a problem. Um, And then Spotify, I think, is the best one at the moment. It depends on how good the data is on audience retention for Google, where I could see that kind of overtaking and becoming a... Uh, a more useful platform for podcasters. But Spotify's mm-hmm. right now has really detailed analytics mm-hmm. on demographics, but even more importantly, in my opinion, detailed analytics on other listening metrics from their platform. So mm-hmm. because it's a music streaming platform, there's built-in info on, okay, your listeners all seem to be listening to pop rap. So that might mm-hmm. inform what kind of music you want to put on your podcast, right? Or all, right. all your listeners seem to be listening to country. Sorry, mm-hmm. man. Got to put country on your podcast. <laughs> and maybe my anti-country song bias is showing here. I, oh, no, I'm going to alienate our entire audience. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, whatever. What you see is just some really interesting uh, data points that you can right. use to structure your podcast. And, you know, also that could raise some questions on, you know, how 
do we mm-hmm. want our data as listeners being given freely to podcast producers? Is that something that you know has long term benefits? I'm not yeah. sure. I, I'm not really sure. At, you know how much that data uh, really affects us and how valuable that is. But yeah, a- any final thoughts on this story? Because um, you know, I, I think I think there are some really useful metrics for podcast producers to take away from this um and yeah give us some final thoughts and then uh, i want to wrap this into um just a market scale point as well yeah absolutely well google you know as a whole and 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 one back to your point earlier i think i I definitely lay on probably the side of the skeptics of google themselves while also you know having a gmail account and you know using chrome and you know all of these things that uh you know uh, definitely align me there with their products but uh one of the things that that i like to almost kind of consider Google as is just a you know a, they're they're a double edged sword with with how large they are and how you know powerful their um, their data is because on one hand it's it's the best that we have you know it's 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 great it's um, you know they have a such a large and robust amount of user data that they can you know, help aggregate and help us to learn, you know, a little bit better. But I think that because they're so large and because they have so big of a reach on us that there's almost this responsibility that they feel to be able to, or that maybe even the public puts on Google to um, release these types of services for free um, for us to be able to have them because they're so readily available from Google, which also puts us back into this feeding loop of them having to use our data to help, fund what they're doing you know mm-hmm. by some sort of monetary standpoint to then fuel them being able to put data back in and allowing us to use it again so um yeah it, it, it's kind of a big machine i i i think that you know we're, we're getting some out of um, other people are going to be able to dip into that now and, and get some information out of and it's kind of uh, uh I, I guess you got to pay to play type of deal <laughs> but sure um, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, I, I think it's going to be immensely beneficial for, you know, people like us who, you know, really would like to be able to learn about, you know, what our audience is doing, how can we better connect with them? How can we better serve that? So I think on the, uh, uh at the end of the day, you know, it'll, it'll only result in us being able to, um, you know, deliver a better product here to our uh, users and listeners. Right. And last point from me is you know at market scale we produce a lot of podcasts both just original content and uh you know through our client services arm we help produce a lot of podcasts for b2b players in a variety of different industries so if that's something that interests you obviously reach out we can hook you up with some of the best podcast content in B2B. But uh, I, I just think it's important for anyone out there that's you know already working with market scale or is in B2B and looking to launch a podcast. Uh, you know, yes, we did highlight some uh, you know potential uh, misgivings with Google's platform or just with these hubs eating up our our data. However, uh, in the short term, this is a very useful tool, and I definitely encourage podcasters to, uh, you know, unless you have a really innovative way to break rank with your show, uh, there's not much else you can do other than play along with these platforms because mm-hmm. they are the best way to get your podcast to a wider audience. So, um, you know, Apple, Spotify, and Google all have different pluses, different minuses, 
but uh, they are the main three. And now mm-hmm. with this dashboard, Google has really uh, finally caught up data-wise on its utility. So I recommend folks out there to uh, get on these platforms. Um, all you need to do is log in, create an account on Google Play, and upload your RSS feed, and uh, you know, you'll be getting some useful short-term data insights. And then any of the long-term data concerns, um, you know, I, I, I think we should be thinking about them as consumers as well and thinking mm-hmm. about how these platforms are eating up every single piece of data that we take onto the Internet. So getting your podcast on Google so you can get demographics and information off of that uh, is not, you know, it's kind of a drop in the bucket comparatively. Right. So uh, yeah. even though we express some concerns and stuff here, I still really think this is a useful platform in the short term, like I said. So I recommend getting on there. Absolutely. Yeah. Most of my concerns are my tin hat theories I've had right. over years. <laughs> well, and, 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 you know, not even to dismiss it, it's probably not tin hat theories. And I mean, we know that it's, uh, you know, their market dominance is something to be concerned about in any, you know, it, unprecedented. <laughs> right. It, it, it didn't, it doesn't even have to be Google. I mean, it could be any tech company. If any tech company mm-hmm. was this big, you know, and they were providing a service like this, I think we should be, um, questioning it in some capacity just because of the size so mm-hmm. you know don't sell yourself short there pal <laughs> i appreciate that although you know tin hats are nice and fashionable um <laughs> absolutely this was a snippet from business casual with daniel litwin and tyler kern your b2b morning radio show tune in wednesdays and fridays at 9 a.m central on the simple radio app or marketscale.com industries 